Welcome on into the Free Refills podcast, where we come together as youth leaders to discuss the realities of leading in youth ministry. We hope you leave refreshed, refueled, and re-energized to carry out your ministry. Now, I know what you're thinking. You came in to hear the sultry voice of Wayne Morgan. He is not here. So you're stuck with me trying to do the grown-up role on the podcast. And um, as we all know, that's not really my strength. So it's going to be extra <laughs> clown hour today. But we also brought in Travis Dean to maybe keep us on I'm track. Sure keep us... Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, people have stopped listening already, I'm pretty sure. So, you know, it's fine. But uh, Travis Dean's welcome to the show. Uh, how are you feeling about this? I'm excited, man. I'm very excited. Yeah. Thank you for... Uh... The invitation to be part of it. Absolutely. Uh, the good news is we still have two Pennsylvania boys on this. That's kind of the minimum we want to keep on this. <laughs> so we know how That's it is. Right. Uh, today, we had an amazing interview with Barry St. Clair. And I got to tell you, I have heard the tale. I have heard the legend of Barry. And now that I have spoken to him, I was like, wow, everything they say is true. This is a remarkable man. He's, he's done some good things for youth ministry. Absolutely. Yeah, that's for and sure. In, and in fact, Travis, we were when we were talking about potentially interviewing him, you were like a little giddy. You were like, oh, my word. Yes, <laughs> this is great. Like you tried to get in on the interview and we we're like, you know, I just the timing didn't work out and. But uh, why do you care so much about Barry St. Clair? I mean, it's kind of like interviewing Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's, you know what I mean? It's that kind of, uh, it's that level of awesomeness, you know? I mean, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, when I was a uh, student in college, uh, one of Barry's books was, was one of our textbooks for class. And so I had to, uh, read and write a paper on it, you know, all that stuff. And the book was, um, uh, it was basically about how youth pastors can and should have an impact on the public school campus. Um, and that book, I understand, is has been, is being or been uh, rewritten, updated uh, for re-release. But, um, but it, it really changed the way that I thought about youth ministry because, you know, you think youth ministry, you think of it in the church, which is important and necessary and obviously uh, uh, a key part of it, right? But uh, Barry's book was just – it was just kind of eye-opening in that, you know, as a youth pastor, you should think of yourself not only as the youth pastor of your church, but a youth pastor to your community hmm. and to the nearby schools that, 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 are, that your students attend. And so – it was just it was a powerful book that honestly has impacted my ministry the last you know 26 years uh so it was uh it was a great read and so i'm excited excited for this interview with him love it and yeah it's amazing to see the impact that leadership how far it goes because i mean you created nine month mission trip as a way to resource people to to get their teens to see their school as their mission field Right. So yeah. it, it to hear a little bit of how young Travis was influenced by this man's work. <laughs> That's right. You just never know how far the ripple will go and how God will use it. And uh, I like that this episode is is kind of a coming together in some sorts of of someone who's paved the way in youth ministry and still doing it. He's still very yeah. involved. 
Yeah. Uh, but then also how it's impacted your ministry and your ministry is still humming along, still doing huh. great. So uh, this this is kind of a, a a little small tier of discipleship. You know, maybe I'm overblowing it a little bit, but this is how it works. We yep. we are impacted by the things of God. We share it with others who are, are then carrying it out. So love it. And uh, and we're about to just jump into the people listening here. Uh, and you're going to learn a bit, bit more about Barry's story and what he's up to. Uh, is there anything that last words, Travis, is there anything you want the listener to know going into this? Uh, just that it's going to be really practical. He's, he's got something awesome and uh and very easy to do to offer to us uh and i I think you're going to come out of this with a a great tool and resource so i'm excited about that love it love it thank you very much without further ado barry st Clair. well welcome in everyone it is my privilege to be interviewing barry st Clair of east west ministries alongside of kevin miles who is with nnym but is also with Jesus Focused Youth Ministries. So the three of us are going to have a conversation about prayer. Now, Barry, uh, I did a little reading up on you, and uh, I see you've been in youth ministry for 45 years. Is that correct? Yes. All right. And it's been wonderful and uh, no complaints, right? Yeah. I, I tell people I've got one song to sing, one one string to play and that's uh youth ministry and jesus focused youth ministry as uh, the central part of that love it absolutely and 45 years is about the average stay of a youth pastor in one church right kevin that sounds right <laughs> pretty close pretty close right pretty close man that's it's incredible it's unheard of but that's, that's yeah it's awesome to have that same vision for that number of years that's amazing <laughs> yeah. yes absolutely uh and your impact has been in the u.s and 30 countries globally uh, through your time at Reach Out Youth Solutions. And now you get to branch out and uh, continue after handing that off. You get to continue with East West and continue down Jesus focused youth ministry. But fun fact, I don't know if everyone knows this, but you helped start the National Network of Youth Ministries. Yes, uh, Paul Fleischman and a guy named Roger Randall and I met in a hotel room in Dallas and started talking about the idea and one thing led to another. And then what happened those early years was there was no national network of youth ministry. It was just a group of guys meeting in Colorado. We'd come together, we would talk, uh, get in the hot tub, go skiing and pray and talk about Jesus and youth ministry. And how we could make a difference there, but it was just an informal gathering. That was about probably five or six years that we did that before we ever did anything that had remotely to do with the organization or putting anything together for that would be a 501c3 nonprofit <clears throat> national youth ministry. So that's where it started. Man, so the ministry started in the hot tub. That's my takeaway, right? <laughs> yeah, or the ski slope. It, it, <laughs> You get to get a pick. <laughs> there you go. And we're talking late seventies, early eighties. Am I right? Yeah, right in there. Yes. Yeah. Eighties. And it's still humming along. Uh, we're still, you know, hey, it's still a ministry that I get to be a part of. So, in some way, I can say thank you for making this take off the ground and giving me a job. You know, oh, however wow. many years later. Think about that. 
we 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 knew so little about what we're doing. It's hard to take thanks for, for that. We, we were just galumping along and enjoying ourselves and the relationships that were built are still. I mean, Paul Fleischman and I are still really really close. Doug Clark's a close friend, and you know, just all kinds of people that uh, the Lord's put around around my life that have enriched me and caused me to kind of keep carrying on over the years. So I'm really grateful. That was just a that was just a special time for all of us. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And uh, Kevin and Barry, you both have been very involved with See You at the Pole, uh, maybe way back towards the beginning years even. Kevin, what I, I've never even asked you this, so this is just putting you on the spot. Right, very good. There you go. You, you've heard of it before, right? Like I maybe. have heard of See You at the Pole. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, what was your earliest experience with See You at the Pole? Oh, wow. Um it goes back to high school. So I was actually at a camp called Super Summer Arkansas uh, when it launched in the state of Arkansas. And the last at the end of the closing service on Friday, we actually went out in the parking lot and they said, we want to tell you about See You at the Pole. And we're going to demonstrate that together before we leave today. So you can go back to your school this fall and do it in September. So we actually did a mock see at the pole kind of in the parking lot of the uh, of the camp, and then uh, that and then it took off from there. So I was involved. I think that was my uh, I don't know what I was a junior high student maybe at that time, and um, and then it was actually after a couple of years after that in '93 is when I um, uh, surrendered to the ministry. So had a big big impact in my life, uh, and I did it there at the same camp too. So yeah, I love it. That's so brilliant to give you a taste of it. I mean, we look at it and we're like, well, you just gather around a pole. But like right. for a kid taking away those unknown variables, that's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Barry, what's been your experience with CU at the pole? I know we got two Texas guys here. So, you know, that that is the birthplace of it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was the birthplace. And it 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 really kind of maybe started before that in the sense that um out of what I said earlier about us all you know, kind of gathering at these, at these things in Colorado and the relationships. And then we started meeting together and, and somebody had the idea of see you at the pole. That would be Rick Eubanks, who is still our really close friend. Uh, Rick Eubanks, who, who, who initiated that. And then Billy Beecham, who stepped into it. And all of us were, the, the beauty of this is that all of us were really close friends. And so it wasn't like we were going to kind of create something that was going to do what it's done today. We were just kind of saying, okay, man, this is amazing. They started in Texas and kind of things sort of spread through that whole network of, of the network. And um, beautiful how the Lord, how the Lord orchestrated that early on. I love it. Yep. And it's still going today. In fact, I read somewhere that uh, involvement in it has actually increased like 30% or something this year. So uh, we're seeing just more people continuing that charge and continuing to jump in on it and to really rally students to stand up for their faith, to pray for their schools, to make it a priority. And one of the natural questions from CU at the poll is, how does this move from a one-day event to something that really makes a difference, that that has a bearing on our every week? And um, Kevin and I were discussing this very topic before about prayer, and it basically was like, we got to talk to Barry about this, because uh, the concept of prayer triplets 
Now, I want you to latch on to that phrase, gentle listener, okay? Prayer triplets is uh, is a, a method that you can incorporate in your group, parachurch or youth group, church without a group, whatever it is. This is something that could really keep that fire going and keep evangelism and prayer moving forward. So, Barry, I would ask you, what is a prayer triplet? Well, before I even get to that, let's go back to see at the bowl. See at the bowl is is a visible event. A one time, a lot of people. When you come to prayer triplets, you've moved now to an almost invisible opportunity that is ongoing. And so, a prayer triplet is uh, three Christians meeting three times a week to pray for three friends who need to know Jesus. Simple mm. as that. Now, that's not my brilliant idea. I am just I am just bringing that to the forefront out of what Jesus said to do in Matthew 18, 19, and 20, for two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. And that whole, that passage there is probably, I would say, one of the least used weapons and tools that the Lord has given us in the Western church um, that is just hidden and you just rarely see it. So I, in, in terms of just this small prayer triplets kind of idea of people praying for non-Christians on a consistent basis. And so my hope is just so through this whole idea of prayer triplets and see you at the poll and awesome way to pray that we'll talk about is that we'll begin to get back to that because really in the history of, of spiritual awakenings in the church, it always starts with small group prayer. <laughs> always history always starts through small group prayer and i go to things even like this auburn unite thing that just happened a few weeks ago where did that happen where did that start somebody had a big idea for an event nope three girls in a dorm room started praying and and the, that was the outcome of that over in due time so that's the idea of prayer triplets can you spell out while you're on that topic what happened at Auburn? So three girls came together to pray, and then what yeah. happened? Well, it, was, it, it turned out to be Auburn Unite, and what happened there was from those three girls praying, there were five thousand people gathered for worship in the big, big uh, auditorium there, the big uh, basketball gym, and uh, they they spent two or three hours in worship and praise and prayer and sharing and all this stuff and then went outside to the pond had 200 kids baptized just in that one night so that's sort of like okay god's on the move here and how, where did it start it started with a prayer triplet exactly and the young people right like that's so often the revivals are the young people showing us up uh or it's old people up right it's yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. i love it i love it so let me restate it so the prayer triplet is three christians coming together to pray for three non-Christians and to do that three days a week. Yes. I and see way, why it's called a prayer triplet then. There's, yes. there's three three times. That's good. Yeah, three, three, three. And really, it, it, instead of thinking it as some, um, uh, some kind of program, <laughs> really you think of it as a, um, as, as sort of an organic movement. And when you think of it that way, even like what Kevin and I do with our, our friend Rick Eubanks, we're in a prayer triplet and we pray three times a week. Well, 
we have it set up. So we're, we're in different states, different places. So we pray Monday on a Zoom call. We pray Wednesday and Friday over text. And I just sent a text a few minutes ago and, and uh, about that. And so there are all kinds of ways that this works itself out. The point is to really be praying and praying consistently three times a week for these nine non-Christian friends that get prayed for. So that's, that's the idea. And when you start multiplying that out and looking at that over um, a whole youth group of, let's say, uh, 10, 10 prayer triplets in one youth group, and you got 30 kids praying, and you got that by three, I mean, how many kids do we have there who are being prayed for who need to know Jesus? I mean, Kevin can talk to that story. Yeah, I mean, Kevin. Maybe I should turn to him because this thing has worked, so to speak. When Jesus says it, it always works. But in Kevin's, Kevin's case here, it has worked where he has been. Yeah, yeah. It was, we were just like, I was just doing youth ministry, you know, and, and uh, when we implemented this, it, uh, it wasn't, you know, I I just really got convicted when, when we prayed as a youth group, it was, you know, to open youth group, to close it, sit, meant sit down or we're transitioning. And so this gave us a strategy to empower students to pray for their friends. And what we saw was um, in a, in a youth group, there was more than one prayer triplet praying for the same people. Um, so I'll go back to the two or three gather um, in Matthew 18 that we saw over the course of a year that every, every student, because we had a, like a display on the wall of a prayer, of a, of a target where we kept track of who we were praying for every student who had more than one person praying for them to, to come to know Jesus uh, accepted Jesus in that year. Uh, and it was like so incredible. We we got to see that and celebrate that. And uh, we just saw students come alive because they would, I mean, they would meet at the school cafeteria at lunchtime to pray. They would meet at, on Wednesday night. They would meet at, at times that church wasn't scheduled to pray for their friends. And And we can say, hey, go pray for your lost friends. But this gives them something very specific. Pray for three lost friends. And that they come to know Jesus, and so it it's it, it became integrated in everything we did. So every outreach, every activity, everything we did, it was I'm praying for my friends and come to know Jesus, and I can use X or this event or D now or whatever as a tool uh, so they can hear the gospel, and I can share the gospel. We can train them to share the gospel. So it just became integrated in what we did, and we just saw. I mean, just that one change, we saw God do so much more in, in that change in our youth ministry and nothing else, nothing else changed. It was just, we need to start praying for, for law students and God just showed out. So. Yeah. And, jo and Johnny just, you know, I, I was an observer of that. I saw that for myself and it was just beautiful to watch. And I know some of those kids who are, who are in that, in that youth group and know what the Lord's done in and through their lives over time. The, the thing I would say, stepping back from what Kevin and I both just said, is that prayer triplets is not just an isolated thing that follows See you told the poll. Prayer triplets was initiated by me when we developed Jesus Focused Youth Ministry. And Jesus Focused Youth Ministry is a simple strategy to move us away from outside events that most of the time drive youth ministry to an inside John 15 abide in me kind of approach to youth ministry to starts with the inside out. And so in this simple strategy with Jesus in the center, 
Then you moving out from that, there, there's there's six simple principles, and those principles are the first one: go deeper with Christ. That's where you start. Abide in me, John 15, and then from there to pray with passion. So that's where see you at see at the pole fits, but it's the prayer. That's where the prayer triplets fit in terms of the context of a ministry that wants to to center on Jesus and make prayer a central emphasis. And then you move from there to building leaders, disciples, students, penetrate the culture, create outreach opportunities, and all the other things that kind of flow out of that. But it all starts in here, abiding with Jesus, bearing fruit from that, and letting prayer and, and relationship with Jesus be the central driving force of all of it. And wow. I'm going to jump in like when we when this happened, uh, here's what a, a student who came to know Jesus because of a, a prayers, a student said, there is no greater love that I've ever felt to know that uh, three of my friends have been praying for me to accept Jesus. So, All right. Hold on. Just... Hold on. Hold on. Repeat that. OK, so because someone <laughs> may have been tuning out. It may have been like this is, you know, I'm glued like my heart's pounding like I love this. OK. Yeah. I need you to say that again, Kevin. Yeah, so the, this student who came to know Jesus, she, she, she said, there's no greater love that I've ever felt in knowing that some that three of my friends have been praying for me. And it was like six months to a year that they prayed. And so we we actually shared those stories of, hey, you have been prayed for for six months to come to know Jesus. And we're going to celebrate not just that you come and you know Jesus, but we're going to celebrate the persistent prayer of your friends praying for you to make this decision. And so it was a win, win, win. Like it was. How yeah. awesome is that? Yeah, that's so great. <laughs> and you know what? Like, and, and some of, it's so good because what I'm sitting here and thinking is, you know, in some ways, I think there are people who are leading their ministries and feel like it kind of has lost its soul for the sake of programming. Yep. And it's things like this. This is very simple. It is no prep except maybe like an index card with three blanks, right? Like you can just grab sticky notes and that would work. Like, so it, it's one of those things that as I'm listening to it, I'm just like, man, like, okay, I think I need to go do this. Like I'm ready to just call up some students right now and do this because it's, this is what we need. We need students caring about the lost and doing the best thing they can do about that is praying. And the consistency and the chance to see God do something and to take a leap. I love it. So uh, I just, I'm so thankful for your testimonies on this. And sometimes Christianity is so simple. It's stupid, right? Like it's so, yeah. it's so simple and we're the stupid ones who make it harder. So a couple of weeks ago, I preached at my church, very robust church. Won't go into the details about that, but at the end of it, it was on missions. <laughs> and so my ending point was prayer triplets. And I had a card and everybody in the congregation over three services, everybody in the congregation got a little card. Will you pray for three people, gather up two other people with you, pray for three non-Christians and pray three times a week. And the response was overwhelming. Many people just, they bought into, they took the card home. Love and it. who knows who knows what all the Lord's doing with that, but you just look at that and go, well, it's youth ministry, but it's also can be expanded to the whole church, and that's how spiritual awakenings take place. <laughs> I love it. And I tell you what, so for the person listening, this is an idea that they can run with. You don't need an external link to do this. You just need 
to stick with it because sometimes we as leaders, we get excited about something and we do it for three weeks and then it drops off. Um, so we need the stick to itness to do it. We need the ability to connect with others, whether students or parents, whoever, uh, to stick with it. Here's my question. Uh, with our remaining time, um, you may or may not know Kevin Miles serves on staff here with NNYM, but he is also the USA side of Jesus Focus Youth Ministry. Did I get that right, Kevin? Close enough. Yeah. yeah USA. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah. As soon as I said it, I got real self-conscious. I was like, I hope that's right. Um, <laughs> but could you both speak to some other resources or places to learn more uh, for the person listening who says, I want to do this, but I also want to stay tuned? How well, would you direct them? I'll start by saying if you go to Campus Alliance website, you can get the article written by Kevin Miles that describes this in a beautiful way. So if, if you're saying, okay, I'm motivated, but I want to know a little bit more about how this works, you want to go there and read Kevin Miles's article. And then I'll let Kevin speak to the other side about what resources are available. And then I'll maybe say a word about that as well. Yeah, we're, we're trying to, to get these readily available for, for, for people just to just to have just to use so uh they've been housed on jesus focused youth ministry but i was like this is much bigger uh than one organization so through campus alliance we're just able to to house uh resources there for awesome way to pray and i don't want to get ahead of our conversation but there, there's some other resources coming too that but just to have have those available uh just to share with with student pastors with students just to empower them uh, to reach their friends. So definitely everyschool.com uh, is, a, is a great resource. A lot of tools on there. Jesus Focus Youth Ministry. Uh, we have training. We have uh, resources, uh, student discipleship and leader training and going all those things that Barry mentioned, going deeper with Christ and praying with passion, building leaders, discipling students, uh, all those things. We we there's There's tons of resources out there and we love to connect you with those. Yeah. And uh, going back to the prayer triplets, uh, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin can tell the story uh, if, we, if you have time, but it, it, this whole thing uh, has been in existence for a long, long time. And my buddies here, Kevin and Rick and so forth said, hey, Barry, why don't we, why don't we just put those things out there in digital format? And so we rewrote them, recast them, put them in, in the digital forum. And just a week or two ago, we finished those. And so we have an awesome way to pray student journal. And we have an awesome way to pray leader's guide. And both of those are like a six-week emphasis for youth ministry on getting this thing going, get it, creating energy around it, and getting people involved and engaged in it over that six-week period of time that then launches these these prayer triplets that Kevin was talking about that are so ongoing. So that's what we've done to, to sort of ignite that fire and get it going in a, in a church youth ministry context. Love it. All right, let me say this. So in a debate, you get closing statement, right? But we're, we're on the same team arguing the same thing. So this is not a debate. So in, I'm going to give you 30 seconds for a closing statement. We're gonna go Barry then Kevin. Um, Barry, in your final your final moment here, what would you like the listener <laughs> to walk away with to know? Um, what are your final thoughts? So I uh, come from an athletic background, 
And so I would just say, just do it. How's that for a short 30 seconds? That's I mean, good. Just, just do it. It's not that hard. Just go and do one and with for yourself and a couple of other people and then introduce that and just kind of get it going and, and, and let it start. And these and these tools are there to help you do that. So there's Love no it. reason you have to flounder around just just to do it. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Kevin. Well, um, I'll agree with all that. And I'll say I come from a non-athletic background <laughs> and just do it. I mean, it's so, it sounds so <laughs> simple. Uh, just, just start praying. Empower your students to pray and see what God happens. Uh, Johnny, what you said earlier, uh, you know, just keep praying. We One of our students said, we need to push through it. We need to pray until something happens. Uh, mm. So push. We, we got to keep praying. Don't give up. Uh, it may be a year, it may be several years before your friend comes to know Jesus, but God's working in their life and he can change them. And we just, how's we just got to bring. How's that for a summary? Just do it. Push. Hey, there you go. End of we sentence. got our episode title now. Yeah. That's all we need. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank yeah, you. Exactly. And uh, I, I believe this conversation is going to be challenging leaders to just do it. And to pray until something happens. Thank you very much. Awesome. And we're back. And as promised, it is a worthwhile listen. And everyone who had the chance to hear that interview, I'm sure the wheels are turning here a little bit. As I'm listening to this, as I'm processing, I'm excited. I feel like this is something that I can do with my students. And I want to talk to my leaders about of if we do this, like, let's really do it. Like, let's, mm -hmm. let's keep this in front of them and not make it a good idea that we don't follow through on because yeah, the, we have so many good ideas. We don't follow through and then they never get to be used by the Lord in that capacity. So to reiterate the idea of a prayer triplet is three Christians praying for three non-Christians and to do this three times a week. So real simple stuff, but it is effective. In fact, Travis, have you seen this played out in your area? Yeah, you know, I, yesterday I was talking with a youth pastor who's like, he's like, man, I, I want to help my students share their faith with their friends, but, you know, they're just not ready for that. They're, it's, it's too big of a step for them. And I was just sharing the idea of, you know, just challenge them, first of all, to begin by praying for their friends, right? That, if you have students who are, Maybe they're young in their faith, or maybe they're just timid or whatever. I mean, this is the perfect entry-level idea, right, to get them where you want them to go. I, I have a friend who – he was a youth pastor this is some years ago. Um, he had a small church, very small youth group, about five kids. And um, he, he started doing prayer triplets as part of their weekly meeting. It was just a regular thing they did every week. They took time, I don't know, five, ten minutes in their meeting to pray for friends that did not know Christ. And within within several months, that group tripled. It went from five to fifteen. Um, and it was it was the kids that they were praying for. And so the prayer led directly to kids getting involved and connected with the church, with the youth ministry, and by by connection there, hearing the gospel message. So wow. Love it. I mean, it you know, literally seen it work in a youth group. And I so I would encourage youth pastors, you know, it's this is not just a nice idea. This is something I'd say 
incorporate it into your meetings. Make it part of what you do on a weekly basis because you, your students will – it gives them something, a practical way to express their faith and to, to think outside the four walls of the church. But then it gives them a uh, an opportunity. You know, if you're praying for somebody, you're going to start to really care about what's going on with them, and you're going to start to really care about where they're going to spend eternity, and you're going to care about uh, them having a relationship with Christ. So as they are praying those prayers, God is doing something in their hearts that's going to give them courage to reach out to that friend, and it might be inviting them to youth group. It might be it might be sharing the gospel message. It might be. It might be just sharing their testimony with a friend, or maybe it's just asking a friend, "Hey, I'm praying for you. How can I pray for you better?" You know, maybe maybe it's just that. But as they pray, God will do something powerful in their hearts. I completely agree. And as you were saying that, <laughs> I gotta I gotta check my heart a little bit when the the person who said, "Man, our kids aren't ready to share their faith." There's a little. Mm, I gotta choose my words. No, I'm going for it. There's a little bit of an eye roll that goes on in me where it's like. <laughs> It's kind of the idea of like you hear people talk about we're not ready to be parents or we're not financially sound. It's like, well, you'll never be if that's mm -hmm. the reason. Sometimes yep. you just jump in and do it. And the only way to really be able to share your faith is to just do it. Yeah. Uh, but let me say this. This idea of starting with prayer. That seems like the best way to get kids ready Absolutely. to do it. So if you're praying for someone three days a week. Do you really think that God's not going to bring chances for you to be bold and to start a conversation or to point things towards God? No, I mean, it's yeah. going to happen. So It's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're listening to this and listen, this can be the forerunner to evangelism. It's not just train them up. It's not just tell them how to share their testimony. It's continue to groom the heart because not only are you asking God for the lost people to be ready to receive. You're also grooming your own heart to be able to share, to care about it more, to keep it on your radar. So I think it's brilliant. I think it's so simple that it, it's so simple. It's dumb, right? <laughs> <And> that's, <laughs> right yeah. that's how so much of the gospel <laughs> is. We have more leadership <laughs> books and, and methods than ever. And yet the, the, the initial church, you know, just started spreading the gospel and it, they didn't have anything. Anyway, that that's a whole other podcast. I don't want to go down that, Travis. I'm sorry. That that was a rabbit trail. <laughs> that's bottom right. line, we need to have a movement of evangelism. And if prayer for the lost can be the, the thing that blazes the trail, I think we got a shot with this generation. Absolutely. I think that you know, praying in such a way that causes you to care about a person in genuine, tangible, authentic ways, I think that leads to better evangelism, right? Because evangelism, that's just, you know, I'm just trying to check off a box or I'm just trying to do something somebody told me to do. If your heart's not in it, it's not going to be good, right? But if your heart is, hey, this person matters to me, I care about them, uh, I, I love this person as a, as a fellow human being, someone made in the image of God. I want them to know that God loves them. I mean, that's just evangelism that comes from such a better place, right? So, yeah, prayer, prayer really it makes you a better uh, sh sharer of the gospel. <laughs> Love it, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> well, hopefully, this inspired you like it inspired me and it inspired Travis, and we hope that you'll continue to really just dive in and evaluate what are the ways you're challenging your students to live out their faith. 
to not just show up and consume, to be able to to care about the lost and to make sure that we're doing everything we can to have teens have a radically changed life with Jesus, just something that transforms their world. Uh, if you have any ideas of topics or you want to discuss this topic further, feel free to email us at podcast at nnym.org. Be sure to like and subscribe. It really does help the channel. And uh, also think of this. If you have a youth pastor or a parachurch friend or someone in ministry and you think this would help them, share it along. Hopefully these words will encourage them as well. And as always, thank you for listening to the Free Refills podcast. We hope that you have an amazing charged up day and that the Lord can do amazing things through you.